đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you episode of Team Cat Home My Radio today. Happy Halloween, everyone. Hope you guys are having your trick-or-treating uh, candies. Hope you guys are not eating too much and getting sick. And hopefully you guys are having fun on this type of Halloween days. So let's get into what we're going to... So let's get right into it. And by the way, make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. <laughs> anyway. New legal challenge filed against Hong Kong government over latest move to void fraudulent jab exemption certificates. The Hong Kong government may face a new legal challenge over its controversial move to invalidate 20,000 COVID-19 vaccination exemptions certificates issued by seven doctors who allegedly handed them out without conducting proper medical consultation. The fresh applications for a judicial review filed by Gok Chuk King on Thursday came to, came two days after the government amended its COVID-19 law to empower the health minister to void fraudulent vaccine exemptions. Less than a week after the high court declared it has no legal basis to do, to do so. The applicants dubbed the King of Judicial Reviews urged the court to declare the executive council's decision to change the provision in the prevention and, co- and control of disease vaccine pass regulations as unreasonable and illegal. Those affected by the amendments had no, mean, had no means to appeal the move, Quark uh, argued, and that the absence of the impediment uh, mechanism was in breach of the basic law. And I agree. If the government believed it was right, then it would have filed an appeal against the judicial review decision. But they chose to amend the law, he told Hong Kong Free Press on Thursday. Ask how confident he was about winning the new judicial review applications. <laughs> Huang said he only had 50% chance of succeeding. The point for contentions is very narrow. The high court ruled in Kwok's favor last Friday when Judge Russell Coleman said Secretary for Health Law Chung Mao had failed to set any powers that would authorize him to annul the certificate signed by seven doc- private doctors who have been arrested has since been arrested or wanted by the police. On Wednesday, the government announced that the certificates would became invalid on November 9th. This followed in an amendment to the legislations after the health chief took into account into account loophole, loopholes of the vaccine pass scheme and other relevant factors. A government statement said, around 19,000 jabs exemption certificates issued by some doctors were still valid as of Thursday, the Undersecretary for Health, Dr. Libby Lee, told reports. Among among the holders of the certificates, around 11% had already received one dose of COVID-19 vaccine. (laughs) Around 800 of these certificate holders have obtained a new certificate since September 27th. The sheer numbers of certificates issued within a day cast doubts of their validity, 
Lisa. Some doctors issue several hundred ja- hundred jabs exemption certificates within a day. It is a bit difficult to understand um, how they could how they could thoroughly thorough body check can conduct a thorough body check or a clinical assessment within such a short period of time to issue a certificate, she said. Lee denied that the latest move to invalidate the certificates mounted amounted to making judgment before a trial, saying the health minister was empowered to do so by the latest legislative amendments. So far, police have arrested three, eight, 39 people, 6 doctors, 7 clinic staff members, and 26 patients. One doctor is currently wanted by the police, at least by the force. Their alleged offense included making a false instrument conspiracy to fraud and access to a computer with dishonest content. <laughs> I don't know much about these medical stuff, but what's the point of arresting them anyway? If the government has no proof without quality, without qualification or anything like that. We're gonna do juicy bits still. Malicious and ill intent. Hong Kong slams U.S. statement on pro-democracy activist Jimmy Lai quote-unquote fraud case. Hong Kong authorities have hit back at the U.S. following a statement on pro-democracy media mogul Jimmy Lai's fraud case, <laughs> calling the remarks made purely political-oriented and far from the truth. A state, in, a, in a third state statement, the Hong Kong government said it would not be a, it would not be appropriate to comment on the ongo- on an ongoing case, but said foreign politicians who deliberately turn a blind eye to the reasons for the court verdict and make unfair and biased comments not only reveal the ignorance, cowardice, unfairness, arrogance, and disregard of the law, but also f- but also make their attempts futile. You realize every countries we have. Are basic, we basically have to have evidence in order to prove that these people had committed a crime or not. Because if you haven't them in jail for too long, there's no reason to. Lie, the founder of the defunct pro-democracy newspaper, Abadeli, was convicted on Tuesday of fraud after a court ruled he had violated the terms of the lease for the publication's headquarters. The U.S. Department of State issued a statement the next day. Describing the verdict as being based on spur- um, spurious fraud charges. We remain deeply concerned about the deterioration and protections for human rights and fundamental freedoms and, sus- and the systemic dismantling, dismantling of Hong Kong's autonomy under the national security law, the statement read. <laughs> Though Lai's fraud trial was not on national security ground, local authorities nonetheless imposed the national security laws more restrictive legal procedures on this non-national security law case. It continued adding that efforts to stifle pre- um, press freedom and restrict information flow hurt the city's credibility as a business hub. In response, <laughs> the Hong Kong government st- statement said, The U.S. has been exploring different incidents and making up excuses to slander national security law since it was passed over two years ago. You realize... People doing the primaries doesn't really necessarily has to do anything with anything to be seditious or even national security. Selecting candidates to get them into the polls 
and voting out bills and making the chief executive resign doesn't make doesn't make anything different anyway. You can see you you there's nothing different. Okay? Look at the United States right now. You vote people you have a prim, primary, people vote for it, you go to the polls and you vote for that candidate, and they can make the president well, I don't think they resign, but they could if they would. So thinking up the US government ha- that re- that's a repeat a line numerous times will turn will turn it into a truth simply reflects its malicious and ill intent, the authority said. Lai had earlier pled not guilty to two counts of fraud. He said he was said to have concealed the fact that a cons- consultancy office has been operating out of Apple Daily Chinquano's headquarters since 1998. According to the case, details revealed during earlier earlier court hearings, the lease state that Apple Daily's offices were to be used for the public publishing and printing of newspaper and magazines only. However, the consultancy occupied parts of the premises, providing secretar- uh, secretarial um, services to other firms, managing lives and his family assets, the court heard. <laughs> China's foreign ministries also slammed the United States' remarks on Lai's case, accusing the country of attempting to whitewash the media mogul. The evidence is irrefutable in Jimmy Lai's fraud case and a statutory duty for Hong Kong courts to try the case in accordance with the law. I hear that all the time. The Office of the Commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs said on Thursday, The U.S., the office added, play all tricks to possible damage Hong Kong's prosperity and and stability, and is the most destructive forces Hong Kong face. Lai, who is also also facing charges under the Colonial Era Sedition Law, he has been reprimanded in custody since December 2020. His newspaper, Apple Daily, folded, folded last June after police officers raided the headquarters and arrested J- and arrested Lai and other connected to publications, raising concerns about the fate of the uh, press freedom in the city. The media mogul will be will face sentencing next month. I mean, really, really? Why is this even? Why are they even doing this anyway? Maybe they're scared or something. Because they're right now, they're, they're already fearing about what's going on. Talking about fear, Chinese police stations in Canada under investigation. Canadian federal police said Thursday they were investigating reports that China has set up, e- set up an illegal police stations in the North American nations and harassed Chinese experts. Several local media, citing Spain-based human rights group Safeguard Defenders, Report this week that the police post in a residential home, a single-story commercial building, and a convenience store in the Toronto area are amongst 54 worldwide. China, however, they always, always that, denied accusations. However, denied accusations of illegal activities, saying the location simply offers services such as dark driver license renewal to Chinese nationals abroad. I don't know what kind of trick they're, they're trying to pull here. In an email to AAP, the Royal Canadian Mount Police said it was investigating reports of criminal activity and relations to the so-called police stations. <laughs> the RCMP takes threats to the security of the individuals living in Canada very seriously and is aware that foreign states may seek to intimidate or harm communities or individuals within Canada. And the Netherlands had to launch a similar probe. According to Safeguard Defenders, 
the police stations have been used by Chinese police to carrying out policing operations on foreign soil and pressure Chinese nationals to return to China to face criminal charges. Maybe, they, yeah, if they commit murder, not something like political-wise. In a September report, the NGO said these the stations serve as far more sinister and, and wholly and wholly illegal purpose than Beijing acknowledged, including tracking and pursuing targets. It said a total a total two hundred thirty thousand Chinese nationals will return to China, mostly from countries in Asia, through these methods, which include threats and harassment to family members back home or directly to tar- to the target abroad between April twenty twenty one and July twenty twenty two. A recently unsealed indictment in the United States and a case of foreign interference against seven Chinese nationals describe an example of an, of a person accused of embezzlement and living in Canada who was in 2018 pressed into return to China and eventually went despite initially not wanting to go back. The Chinese government coordinated some of the United U.S. operations from Toronto alleged in the court documents. Canada's public broadcaster, meanwhile, said a journalist and rights activist who moved to Canada from who moved to Canada from China in 1989 claimed to have been repeatedly targeted by Chinese officials online. Now the Chinese police is here, a few kilometers from me, so I'm asking myself, where am I to escape to? The activist Shang Shui, Shang Shui, told CBC. China's foreign ministry said the report was completely false. Spokeswoman Mao Ning. Added that it is public, is public security agency is a, that is a public agency, public security agencies strictly abide by international law and fully respect the judicial sovereignty of our countries. Who's gonna believe that? Chinese Chinese embassies in Ottawa said these offices were staffed by volunteer, uh, by local volunteers and not Chinese police officers to assist with eye exams for driver license for the driver license renewal, for example. They're not involved in any criminal act- investigations or relevant activities. It's in the statement. Yeah, we look at the UK, that happened? Yeah, I think I might believe it. Unless you're nuts, if you want to believe that kind of thing. Hundreds in, t- hundreds in Tibetan's capital stage rare, rare protests against COVID, COVID lockdowns. Hundreds of people in the Tibetan capital, Lhasa, have taken to the streets to protest harsh COVID uh, measures, video footage showed, a rare demonstration in a tightly controlled region. <laughs> it's quite it's quite interesting because the the place the uh the um province itself is very, very tight. Lhasa has been locked up for nearly three months in accordance with China's zero, um zero COVID strategy which sees millions of residents across the country repeatedly restricted to their homes whenever cases rise. The measures have prompted rare protests in the cities such, such as Shenzhen and Shanghai, and many, including Lhasa, have complained of food shortages and poor conditions in mass quarantine facilities. Videos shared on Douyin, the Chinese version of TikTok, showed hundreds of what appeared to be mostly migrant workers of Han Chinese ethnicity marching through the streets of Lhasa on Wednesday, demanding to be allowed to return home. Those videos and related contents were quickly scrubbed from Douyin and Twitter-like Weibo platform. 
though some text posts referencing an incident in Lhasa remains Thursday. In one of Wednesday's video, hundreds of people are seen blocked at one end by police and hazmat suits health workers. While officials shout through megaphones, everybody please understand our work. Go home and do not crowd this area. Video shots from another angle show police vans and officers carrying riot shields nearby, station nearby. AFP has geolocated the two videos next to the agricultural markets not far from Lhasa's Potala Palace, the traditional residence of the Dalai Lama, and the site of a self-immolation protest by a, by a Tibetan pop star early this year. <laughs> This is this is already a heavy a heavy security presence in Tibet, with access to journalists mostly restricted. Wednesday's demonstrations are believed to be the largest since 2008, when large-scale protests against Chinese authorities increased, repression increased against Chinese officials increased, repression towards the majority of ethnic Tibetan populations were violently subdued. Some social media users suggested police would have would have cracked down more harshly on the anti-lockdown march had the protesters been Tibetan rather than Han Chinese. Other videos shows a nighttime confrontation between a large crowd of residents and, and police in, a, in what appeared to be a housing community in Lhasa. People have been locked down for too long. The psychological pressure is too much to bear with no income. Many people in our community are also migrants who came here to work and earn money. One man was heard saying in Mandarin over the loudspeaker. In the in one of the video, a woman amongst the crowd is heard screaming, I want to go home at a police officer. Last month, Lhasa's deputy mayor apologized for mishandling the outbreak. China on Friday Report more than 1,000 new infections for the fourth day straight, triggering a renewed restriction worldwide, nationwide. Earlier this week, authorities locked down a district of Wuhan, where the COVID first erupted in late 2019, home to 800,000 people. Residents in the city of of, of Xining, Qinghai Province, complained a dire food shortage after being placed under under indefinite lockdown last week. On Friday, on Friday, the city of Mudanjiang, near the border of Russia, imposed a three-day lockdown on on its two million residents. You can tell how many of these guys are extremely, extremely are fed up with this. They just don't want to, they don't want to be stuck there for too long. It's already been too long already. Back to Hong Kong. Eight jailed for 44 to 56 months Riding during the 2019 Hong Kong Poly U campus siege, eight people has been has been has been jailed for up to 56 months for riding in Jordan in November 2019, when the besieged Hong Kong Polytechnic University campus saw violent cash, clashes between protesters and police. Chen Wingsong, Lam Ching Lam Ching Liu Honglong, Li Pinglo, Almond Yik. Lei Gabi, Pun Winky, and Ahofum appeared in front of District Court Judge Ernest Lin for their sentencing on Friday. Seven of the defendants were convicted of rioting last month, while one person pleaded guilty earlier. In reading out the reasoning for the sentencing, 
Judge Lynn said the occurrences of the riots stemmed from, from the Poe siege, which saw the campus surrounded by police for days as protesters remained trapped inside. According to local media, Lynn said protesters were hurling, were hurling Molotov cocktails nonstop. Describing the scene would have been art illustrations called Map of Hell, also known as Divine Comedy by artist Botticelli. The painting depicted the punishments that happened in hell. <laughs> Lynn said that Lynn said the Jordan riot was one of the largest scale and most violent incidents, causing a great trauma for the public and polarized society. He said no evidence showed that anyone was injured in the in, in the incident, but that was only but that was only because the police force was trained which was trained and did not fully utilize the weapons they had. The judge also said the riot did not happen on an ad hoc basis, local media reported. He said the demonstrators may not have been organized have been organized as the military, but they had a certain arrangement and shared the same goal, and that was to rescue other demonstrators who trapped on the Paul U campus. There were around one thousand people at the riot, he added. Local media reported that Lynn said he felt uneasy and sentencing one of the defendants, Yick who was a law graduate turned YouTuber during the hearing. The judge stated that stayed up that Yick had done a lot of voluntary work and produced videos for nonprofit organizations, adding that he shouldn't he should have been a pillar of society. Lynn also said our defendants, many of them were young people, were not were not wicked people to begin with, and perhaps committed the offense as a result of the social environments at the time. Yeah, that they might have been influenced and misguided by some scholars and believed that it was unacceptable to achieve justice by illegal means. The judge set five years imprisonment on as the starting point for the seven defendants who were guilty by convictions. Some deductions were given after the mediation. Chen and Lam were given 56. Li, Liu, Li, and Yik, 50 months. Pun, 48 months. All who was guilty was jailed for 44 months. For corrections, the previous version of this article incorrectly stated the sentences for four defendants as 56 months instead of 50 months. We regret the error. Thank you, Hong Kong, for press for correcting that. That's good. That's good press right there. That is good press. Okay, that is nice press. All right. What's the best thing about arts? Why not censor them by the government? Right. We all want want creative freedom. Arts elections lays bare Hong Kong Hong Kong censorship fears. Three years after his failed failed first attempts, Chinese painter Zhao Jijun got what he wanted, an elected role in, in, to influence Hong Kong's art industry at, the at a time when free, ex free expression is being stifled by Beijing. <laughs> I don't think art should be mixed up with politics, said Zhao, in native autonomous Inner Mongolia, Inner Mongolian regions of China who settled in Hong Kong and retained close ties with Beijing's tightly controlled artistic establishments. Most art organizations in Hong Kong rely on government subsidies, and Art Development Council is a gatekeeper for more than $100 million, which is about equivalent about $12.7 million US dollars of annual funding. The council's latest reshuffle offered, offered a glimpse of how Beijing's new political order has up has appended the city's the city's art scene and how local artists are struggling to overcome censorship and find room to maneuver. <laughs> as a semi 
official official organization. Most of the council's 27 members are appointed by the government. Only 10 seats are chosen by the industry, which in recent years favored artists outspoken about democracy and human rights. The 2019 race coincided with Hong Kong's huge and often violent protests, the violent democracy protests, and Zhao viewed as an outsider because of his background and language barrier lost in a landslide. Beijing has since imposed a far-reaching political crackdown, instituting a mainland-style orthodoxy that stresses patriotism and national security. This week's council election took place under new rules that restrict the voice base and require all candidates to secure a backing from a committee of Beijing lawyers. In 2019, the pressures of politics left me discouraged. This time, the atmosphere is very calm, Zhao told AFP after his victory. Hong Kong official says, they want the city to become a world-class international art hubs, but critics wonder if the local artists can survive, let alone thrive in the, cl- in the current climate. Last year, the, the council cut short a three-year grant to nonprofit film distributor Ying Yi Chi after its released a documentary on a violent university campus standoff between protesters and police. The distributor has been receiving seeing around $90,000 a year in grant money, which was sorely needed to finance screening of independent films, according to Ying Yi Chi's artist, artist director Vincent Choi. In a letter, the council said, in a letter, in a letter, the council said, "Our documentary caused great public concerns and had a negative effect on the society, so they cut us off." Choi's told AP. That is a very subjective assessment. How can I work with that? What are the rules, and how am I supposed to follow them? Week later, weeks later, three pro-democracy artists resigned from their elected council seats. One, one saying he was feared for his safety. Few opposing voices remained by the t- by the time new election rules for the council were introduced in May. Changes, authorities said, would ensure national security elements were addressed. Council mem- council member Quan Quan told AFP the government had rushed through the changes without con- public consultation, and that there was an implicit threat that the election could be scrapped entirely. If we vote down the improved mechanism, it would be likely that 100% of the members will be appointed. If we accept it, at least, at least some of the seats will be democratically chosen, he said. <laughs> Creative freedom was a core issue in the election three years ago, with 11 of the 19 candidates listing listing it on their platform. None of the 15 candidates did that this year. Instead, two-thirds mentioned how Hong Kong should better integrate into China's regional development blueprint. The election ended with only 857 ballots cast among 6,993 total voters who worked as artists or in the art industry, a 12.3% turnout that was that was the lowest since 2001, and and roughly a quarter of the 2019 numbers. Council Chief Executive Winsome Chow blamed the turnout on a shortening preparation time due to the rules change and said few people have to vote because only five of the ten seats were contested. I don't think this year election is less competitive, whether voters choose to come or not. That I cannot that I cannot control," she told AFP. As about censorship fears, Chow said, "Artists should 
should trust our peers and our systems. Oh, really? We provide, we provide funding to people in the industry to create, exhibit, and pursue the art artist goals. We are not paying them to do other things, she said. Winton Al, a psychological, psychological professor who was elected on Monday to represent student workers, as he believes there was still space to operate within the system. I hope we can avoid self-censorship. We all want creative freedom to say what we want to say. And I agree. <laughs> because when we have our own rights, we get to say we get to do what we want to say. Because it's creative rights, right? Now COVID nineteen. What about it? Why not ban eating in ferries? COVID nineteen eating drinking to remain banned on Hong Kong ferries. Eating and drinking is to remain banned on Hong Kong's public transport as other COVID-19 measures will relax, the Health Bureau has confirmed to Hong Kong Free Press. Last Thursday, Hong Kong moved to reopen barbecue pits and scrap restrictions on operating hours for restaurants, clubs, and bars. The Health Bureau said that the rules were science-based and targeted. Camp five five ninety nine one or I don't know how I don't know how it's written provides that during a period specified by the Secretary for Health, a person must wear a mask at all times when a person is, amongst others, on board a public car a public transport carrier. A spokesperson told Hong Kong Free Press on Friday, eating and drinking is currently not a reasonable excuse for not wearing a mask on public transport carrier in the MTR paid area. While consuming food and drinks was always banned in paid areas of the MTR, it was previously allowed on many ferry, ferry routes. Respiratory, respiratory medicine, medicine specialist Lon Chi Chiu told, told RTHK on October 4th that the outdoor mask requirements should be dropped. However, the mandates will stay until the, until the children's jab rate increased significantly. Chief Executive John Lee said earlier this month. Public gathering remained limited to 12, while its arrivals to Hong Kong must undergo almost a dozen of COVID-19 tests. For F's sake, I don't want to deal with that. Hong Kong has seen 454,251 confirmed cases since the onset of the pandemic, according to the government's COVID-19's dashboard on Sunday. In all, the city has recorded 10,385 deaths. Pretty crazy, actually. And if you think that zero, the zero strategy that you're using is working, you guys gotta be out of your mind. Whether it works or not is up to debate, because whatever it is, it fails miserably bad. <laughs> China Xi Jinping invokes Mao and visits to Yan'an. A crater of the communist revolution. Dressed in a matching a navy windbreakers and f and flanking Chinese leader Xi Jinping, and fl flanking Xi Jinping, China's freshly appointed top leadership this week made the first group outing to the communist party's holy land. Xi's choice to visit Yan'an, a site and and inextricably linked to with com with communist China's founder Mao Zedong. Was an important, deliberate indication of the theme of his five years of at at the helm. And analysis says, <clears throat> analysis said, she has centralized and and personalized power 
more than any Chinese leader since Mao, culminating in his being, anoint- being anointed with a historic third term following, following last weekend's Communist Party Congress. The new Politburo Standing Committee has shepherded around he shepherded around the popular red tourism destinations on Thursday, consists solely of his loyal allies. The signal with the visits to Yan'an is one of the celebrating a parallel foul and brooking no oppositions, wrote Manokaramani from the Takashila Institute in, Beng- in Bengaluru, India. Hope I don't butcher the name. A 16-minute news segment about the visit on state broadcast CCTV showed several portraits of Mao and a report by the official Xinhua news agency mentioned the former leader's name 14 times. Can you believe that? The initiatory, including visits to Mao's former residence, as well as a, as a hall where a pivotal CCP meeting in 1945 confirmed him as chairman. Apparently showcasing Xi's deep interest in in party's histories and his influences on his rhetoric, on his rhetoric and policies, but I also hark back to an era when the CCP relied on mass struggle and to win a bloody civil war, which observers believed has parallels with how Beijing feels the current geopolitical climate. Among the signals. She appears to be sending is prepared for difficult times ahead and prepared for struggle. And uh, and um, and by analyst Bill Bishop wrote in his Cynicism newsletter, she took the 2012 Standing Committee to exhibition with a national rejuvenation in Beijing in 2017. One one to the site of the first first CCP Congress in Shanghai. The first travel after each party congress seems to be about remember the original missions, tweeted the Australian National University when she assumed. According to state media, she on Thursday vowed that his new standing committee would inherently carry inherit and carry forward the fine revolutionary traditions formed by the party during the Yan'an period. Yan'an is a, is revered in Communist Party lore as the creator of the movement, nestled in the in the remote in the remote arid arid mountains of northwest China. It was where party members hunkered down after the long march, a grueling year long expedition by foot across the countries to escape encirclement by nationalist troops during the Chinese Civil War. Tens of thousands died en route. And by the time the survivors arrived in Yan'an, they were severely weakened forces. Mao and his and his allies, including Xi's father, alongside his local peasants in caves as they planned military campaigns. The CCP's eventual victory over the nationalists saw Yan'an period codified as a shining example of the party's ability to overcome adversity. Yan'an is also is also fir- firmly linked to Mao and his consolidation of power. More than 10,000 people, including intellectuals and artists, were killed during the Yan'an rectification, a mass campaign of brainwashing and purchase that, er- that established Mao as an undisputed leader. But on Thursday, she said through the Yan'an rectification, rectification movement, the whole party unified under the banner of Mao Zedong and achieved unprecedented unity, according to CTV. 
by purging young and killing people, I guess for them, I guess that counts. A firm and correct political orientation in the essence of the of the Yanan spirit. One of the hallmarks of Xi's tenure has been focused on the inter-party discipline, most obviously through a long-running anti-corruption campaign. Critics said that drive is thinly viewed, a thinly viewed political tool that has that has eliminated many of its rivals. She tends to think of himself as the heir of the revolution, according to Sinologist Alfred L. Chan. In speeches, he sought to draw a direct line between the past and present, using history as a source of legitimacy for both the party and himself. On Thursday, for example, he referred to his personal connections to Yan'an. During the height of the Cultural Revolution, 15-year-old Xi was sent to the villages of Lianjiahe, where he where he also slept in caves and was shocked at the harshness of manual labor. He often cites this period as a formative life experiences that gave him grit and and determination, as well as, in, as well as an insight into lives of an ordinary working class Chinese. And it is another way in which she attempts to mold, to mold his public persona and life story in the in the vein of Mao and analysis analyst says she wants to go back to the orthodoxy of communism in China like Mao says Alfred Wu a Chinese po- politics expert at the National University of Singapore so he wants to be like that anyway he wants to be like what Mao did we see the return to the you know the deadly communist era and we'll finish this first half first. Top pro-Beijing Facebook group Save Hong Kong suspended from Facebook. One of Hong Kong's largest pro-Beijing Facebooks has disappeared with its founder saying that Meta removed it for apparently violating community rules. I received a notification my group was disabled and I was completely shocked as this is the second time Save Hong Kong founder Adrian Ho said, told Hong Kong Free Press he said Meta removed it at around 4.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. Since th- the last time it was disabled, about two years ago, we have constantly moderating content to not violate late community standards, he said. The group called itself a campground for those who love the country and love Hong Kong to save Hong Kong's using, using positive energy. It boosted, at one point, close to 200,000 200, members Users of Save Hong Kong actively discuss current events and share news, memes, photos, and videos on topics ranging from the protests of 2019, COVID-19, and Chinese and international politics. He said that Facebook told him they were looking into the matter, though he had no idea what prompted the ban. We have been communicating with Facebook every now and then. This, cer- this result certainly was very, very shocking to me. I had no idea why it happened, and uh, he started a new group immediately. Hong Kong Free Press had to reach out to Meta, Facebook's owners, for comment. Yeah, you think they're going to answer that question? Yeah, you think they really care? No, they don't freaking care for anything. They're they're big groups. They don't care about you. They don't care. They care about money. That's it. They're, 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 They're rich tycoons. They can do anything they want. So, what's going on for hoeing in Hong Kong? Or anything else about politics wise? Well, we'll explain more on the second half. Welcome back. Nightlife group in Hong Kong, Lang Kwai Fong, straightens liaisons with, uh, with police for, for Halloween after a deadly soul crush. 
The organization that oversees Hong Kong nightlife district Lang Wai Fong has threatened its liaison with police this Halloween after a fatal crowd crush that occurred during the celebration in the, in the South Korean capital on Saturday, claims more than 150 plus lives. And C.A. Chung, the director of the Lang Gwai Fong Association, said on an RTHK program on Monday that she was saddened by, saddened by the tragedy and that it serves as a reminder of the importance of safety during a large-scale event. Given what happened in Seoul, we have stepped up our liaison, our liaison with police, she said. Chung added that the association has, has long implemented effective crowd control measures for major occasions, including Halloween, Christmas, and New Year's Eve, such as blocking off roads to cars and designated streets as one-way, emergency passen- passengers, and first aid stations were also set up at, this, at such events, according to Chung. Ultimately, Long Wai Fong is narrow. The road is long and sloped, she added. She said, at least 154 people, or pl- it could be more, died in a crowd crush in Seoul on Saturday night as tens of thousands of partygoers flooded into the streets of the popular commercial district, Itaewon, the city, the city police said. Four Chinese nationals were among the victims, a number of whom were foreigners. Most of them who, were, who died were women and, and most were in their 20s. And the state's immigration department said it has not received any requests for assistance from Hong Kongers. Witness told told media outlets that there was a, there was little crowd control, and that an emergency response was delayed by a sheer number of people on the narrow streets. The cause of the crush is still being investigated. In Hong Kong, the incident brought to mind a 1998-1993 tragedy in Lang Fong when a 21-year-old ringing in the ringing in the New Year was trampled to death. Chief Executive John Lee joined the world leaders in offering his condolences following the fatal crash, the fatal crush. It is with sadness that we learn of the tragedy in Seoul, Korea, Lee wrote on Facebook on Sunday. I expressed profound sorrow over the passing of the victims, extend, extend my deepest condolences to their families, and wish for a speedy recovery to all those who were injured. <laughs> Speaking on LTHK program, Chun said she observed larger crowds on Saturday than Sunday at Lang Guifang's over the weekend. Likely because people need to work the next day. She predicted that the turnout on Monday would be similar to Sunday. Chun added and that restaurants and, park and bars were disappointed that the government scrapping the COVID-19 restrictions on operating hours would only kick in on Thursday. At the moment, restaurants are only allowed to open until midnight, while bars can operate until 2 a.m. What happens in there is just the most saddest and most crazy thing that happened. <laughs> Two convicted of rioting in Admiralty during, tw- during the 2019 Hong Kong protests, including one minor. Two people, including a minor, have been convicted, have been found guilty of rioting in Admiralty during the 2019 protests and unrest in Hong Kong. <laughs> Eight defendants, Teo Fum, Fum Ki, Chang Hinka, Wang Yup Chung, Lou Ying Sung, Yao Xing Yu, Fang Yu, and a minor who was 14 at the time of the offense appeared in front of Deputy District Judge Chun Lim Chi at the district court on Monday. <laughs> in Hong Kong, unless the court rules otherwise, 
The identities of, of a defendants under the age of 16 are protected under anonymity orders. <laughs> Chet and, and the teenagers were convicted convicted of taking part in a riot near the government's headquarters in Admiralty in September 29, 2019. At the time, Hong Kong was in the midst of the sometimes violent protests against, against an act amendment to the city's extradition bill that would allow transfer of criminal suspects to mainland China. Uh, six defendants, whose legal whose legal representative also gave a mitigation submission on Monday, pled guilty earlier. In a judgment, in a judgment pu- published on Monday, Chang said that he accepted the testimonies of the government's for- forensics chemist and a police officer, who said that Chang had thrown items at the government's headquarters. Judge also refuted claims made by Chang, who was twenty at the time of the offense. That he was just he was wearing he was wearing gears including go- gloves, goggles, and a gas mask he had taken from the scene because he was greedy. I think that based on the social situation at the time, it is impossible to say to ignore or not consider the risk of being taken as a protesters or being arrested, Chen said wrote. <laughs> the minor was convicted when the police came out of the government's headquarters. Chung Chen said that said um, that from from that and our testimonies, it was clear that the teenagers did not leave the areas of the riot after throwing things at the government's headquarters. Chang ruled that it was impossible for the two defendants to be to be innocent third parties or passerbys and, and and convicted convicted the pair of rioting. <laughs> During the mitigation, the defense said that court would should reduce the prison terms due to the delay in legal proceedings. Monday's court hearings took place more than three years after the incident. The court said that it was not a matter of taking time away from the sentence because of the delay. It was it was that there were no other cases to support such this, such deduction. Opposing the proposal, the pers- the prosecution said that a lot of other cases handled at the at the district court had been taken a similar manner amount of time. Similar, similar amount of time, and they did, and they did not think that there was any way any delay. <laughs> Barrister Stephen Kwan, representing the minor, cited a case at the West Kowloon Magistrates Court where defendants were giving a one month a one month reductions to their sentence due to delays. Kwan said that the delay was a fact, and the defense was not attempting to point fingers at anyone for it, but the court. Should focus on whether the defense has contributed to the to the delay, and if not, sentence deductions should be considered. After hearing mitigation submission from all defendants, Chun requested to obtain train center reports for two of the defendants and adjourn the case to November twenty first for for sentencing. I wonder how much they're gonna delay it, because I'm pretty sure they're gonna be having fun waiting for that delay to happen. Oh my gosh! This is this is the most annoying case I've the more annoying thing I ever heard. <laughs> Hong Kong journalists pled not guilty to sedition as trial against defunct outlet standings begins. The trial against the defunct online news outlet Stand News as its former as and its former editor in chief Tim Pui King and former acting chief editor Patrick Lam began at Wang Chai's district court on Monday. The three defendants stand accused of conspiring to publish seditious publications. 
Chum and Lam entered their not guilty pleas before Judge Goldwhite King. While Best Pencil Hong Kong Limited, Stan News parent company, did not have a representative present. <laughs> Representing Chum and Lam, former pro former pro democracy lawmaker and senior counsel Audrey Yu, disagreed with the prosecution on how to interpret the colonial era sedition law. Even though the sedition law has been amended over the over the years. You said it will, it remains at odds with some fundamental rights guaranteed by the basic law, such as freedom of expression. <laughs> she reminded the court that the responsibility of news outlets was to, were, was to report, and that reporting a murderer doesn't mean the press is in support of a murderer. Hence, the prosecution should prove the defense has sufficient intent, rather than just simply judging from their action. If the press were in danger of breaking of breaking the law whether, whenever they criticize the government, then they might be just as well give up their jobs, you told Quark. The case was handed over to Quark from another judge, Adriana Noel Teaching, on on Saturday, who informed the judiciary she would she would not be able to attend trial as she was still in quarantine, according to Quark. <laughs> Having spent less than two days with the case, Quark said he has not had time to read through all the documents submitted, adding that the defense and the prosecution could treat him as if he was he knows nothing about the case. Before hearing the opening statement from both sides, two legal disputes were put before Quark, including whether a prosecution time limits applied to 17 articles submitted by prosecutors as evidence and whether the prosecution should prove the defendants had demonstrated seditious, seditious intent. Prosecutor Laura M said she relied on, on 17 articles published by Stan News on fr- from July 2020 and December 2021 as a basis of the accusations. However, citing the criminal ordinance, the defense argued, argued that Persecution could only be made within six months of the alleged offense, meaning that the persecution period of ten of the articles had expired. And rebuted the the um, claims, saying they that even though some of the ten articles were published six months before the closure of Stand News, they were overt acts of Chum and Lam, and therefore should not be subject to the six months time limit. In response to mm, you said that that by that logic, many more articles published by Stan News could have could also be the overt act of Chum and Lam, and it would be a mockery to the persecution time limits established by law. <laughs> Quark expected to rule on the admissibility of the articles on Tuesday. About twenty former Stan News Stan News staff attended the hearing on Monday waving to Chum and Lam before and after the sessions. It's sad to see this happen anyway. The nonprofit online news outlet Stand News ceased operations last December after its newsroom was, wa- was raided by more than 200 national security police officers. Seven people connected to the publication, including Chum and Lam, were arrested on suspicion of conspiring to publish seditious publications. Chum and Lam have been in custody for 10 months since their arrest. They have been released. Oh yeah, they have been re- Oh, they're not gonna get out. <laughs> at least by the government standards, right? They can do it. They can do no wrong. At least to them, they can do no wrong. 
Trust Project freezes Hong Kong's operations citing increasingly difficult environments for news. <laughs> An international consultorium, which promotes greater accountability and transparency in news industries, has frozen Hong Kong's operations. The Trust Project promotes trust indicators, eight marks within the published news articles to help identify what the report amongst its 200-odd news partners. <laughs> Founder, founder Sally Larman told Hong Kong Free Press by an email last week that the decision to hold operation in the city was made internally. We remain on pause in the region as we further evaluate the, the increasingly difficult environment for news organizations to operate freely and independently. And our ability to continue to operate in the regions with integrity. Members of the Trust, part, Trust Project News Partner Program, including The Economist, the Washington Post, the German German Deutsche Presse agenda, and the and the South China Morning Post, and in Hong Kong, the latter was first and last to be on board in Hong Kong. <laughs> we will put the prog the progress of implementation and earn and earning the trust marks on hold until we determine the best way to proceed in Hong Kong, Barman said, and that they w they still believe in independent journalism in the city and want to support. The project was founded in, in, in 2018 and involves over 200 news sites. Hong Kong remains listed on the website. <laughs> Two newsrooms have been raided and senior staff arrested on the, since the onset of the 2020 security law, whilst the International Federation of Journalists says dozens of outlets have, have closed in all. <laughs> Bloomberg report that more than 1,000 journalists and journalism-related workers had been forced out of work in the city. Meanwhile, public trust in the credibility in, of Hong Kong's media has fallen to its lowest in, dec in two decades, according to a survey by the Chinese universities of Hong, Kong, of Hong Kong published in August. Weeks later, the Hong Kong Journalist Association Press Freedom Index um, press Freedom Index sank to a new low for the third consecutive year, with reports questioning the media's effectiveness as a watchdog amidst an increasingly challenging environment for the industry. <laughs> this year's Report Without Borders Press Freedom Index saw the city plunge 68 places to the 148 in the world, sandwiching the international business hub between Philippines and Turkey. <laughs> the report, the RSF has said 13 Hong Kong media workers, media workers remain behind bars. I don't know we, if we can trust the Hong Kong press anymore. I don't know if we can trust them anymore. I don't know if we can trust the government anymore. <laughs> one final news for today. Well, one final we're going to be talking about today. Hong Kong society's ordinance meant to tackle triads, the friend said, in the case against protesters for relief fund. The society's ordinance in Hong Kong was designed to tackle triads and other disputable groups rather than all in all in unincorporate trust, defense lawyers have said. As the case against a nine-year-old cardinal, nine-year-old cardinal Joseph Zen, and five other pro-democracy figures over a defunct protesters relief fund continues. Principal magistrate magistrate Ada Yim. On on Monday, heard closing arguments by counsel representing the veteran Catholic leader Zen, Barrister Margaret M, mm, singer activist 
Denise Ho, former lawmakers Sid Ho, and scholar Hui Pokeng and Chi Jingwei, over a over an alleged failure to register the six twelve humanitarian relief fund as a society within a month after it was established in June twenty nineteen. Founded in the wake of the anti-extradition bill protest, the hunt the fund provided financial aid to people arrested or injured during the during the protest. They also off, offered medical treatments, psychological counseling, legal advice, and representations to protesters before disbanding in October last year. <laughs> All the friends were trustees of the fund except Tin, who was hired to manage it. All pled not guilty to the offense, which carried a maximum penalty of $10,000 fine for the first-time offenders. Representing Zen, senior counsel Robert Pang on Monday challenged the prosecution of Reliance on the 1972 Court of Appeal case as a spoof <laughs> that the 612 fund fell within the scope of the society's ordinance. The judgment was handed down 50 years ago when the Hong Kong Bill of Rights and the Basic Law was not yet formulated, Pang told the magistrate. The case which involved a Chinese money loan association, Yin Wai Chang, which would not have a be would not be a good law in construing the meaning of a society. The league the legal landscape is very different, he said during Monday's hearing at the West Calvary Magistrates Court. To impose criminal se- sanctions on the failures to register under the society's ordinance must be an infringement of freedom of association. Legal persecutor Anthony Chow said last week that the order that the ordinance was enacted to safeguard national security, public safety, public order, and the protections of rights and freedoms to our peop- of the our people. <laughs> the registration requirement was no more than what was necessary to achieve the legitimate aim, he said. Pang went on to say, went on to say that the five trustees were not members of the society as they did not have any other mutual rights and obligations. They could not sue one uh, one another or request another trustee to take part in the meeting, he said. <laughs> but the argument was challenged by the magistrate. Each of them had had the rights to use the funds, the right decision to make the right to make decisions. Aren't these right aren't these rights? The lawyer responded by saying the defense will merely fulfilling their duties of running the fund. And that those were established, who established the funds did not necessarily mean they were society. He also pointed to a lack of memberships in the fund as evidence that it was not a society, saying, <clears throat> saying it, it did not have any ap- appointments of officers or any annual or emergency general meetings. Senior Counsel Ambrose Ho, on the other hand, re- re- revisited the legislative history of the society, society's ordinance to suggest that. The court must consider the context and purpose of, legisla- of the legislation, as well as words used in the text and interpreting the, the relevant provisions. The ordinance stemmed from the Triads and Unlawful Societies Ordinance, with combating Triad Societies as its aims. The, law- the lawyer said he pointed to a speech made by the then Attorney General in 1982 when he said reputable groups would have nothing to fear under the Societies Ordinance. The persecution starting point of catching all unincorporated and associ- unincorporated associations, unless exempt exempt is not is obvious not what the legislature targeted. 
Ho said, said and by by catchers were not intended. Both Pang and Ho argued that the English text of these ordinance and its Chinese translation show discrepancies in the meaning of societies and association of people of person. They call on the magistrate to adhere to the English text the English text when construing the meaning of the provision. The case was adjourned to Tuesday's morning for uh, for other defense lawyers to make a closing argument. <laughs> I don't understand why they kept delaying this process and they kept doing this. I think they're doing it because they're trying to beat the way what Beijing they're doing. And I'm hoping that these these guys will be found not guilty and then they release them. And we show we can shove that thing in the girl's face saying, There you go, we have we have this correct case and now they're finally been released. Stop blaming them. Thank you for tuning in guys. If you guys enjoying this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our regular podcast. And also make sure to always stay safe on and also make sure to stay safe on Halloween, guys. Cause we know what's gonna what's gonna happen if we don't stay safe. Not really. Make sure to stay extremely safe, because if not, if not, then that would be a waste. So make sure you're having, f- and also make sure to have fun on Halloween. And not having fun is just a total, total waste. So always have, so always please have fun with your, with your Halloween, um, celebration. Maybe, maybe drink something nice, maybe have fun, maybe sit down and take a break. Who knows? Make sure to stay safe, though. And that's it for today. And we'll two more next time. This is Team Ken Home, my radio sign now. Hope you guys have a great day. Ken Home, my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. Ken Home, my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you.